0: Hi everybody, I'm Kelsey Nixon and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. Today is episode 39, Holiday Q&A. We are smack dab in the middle of the holidays. Cookie exchanges, choir concerts, class parties, work celebrations, favorite things parties. I know you know it and I am feeling it. In fact, the next 4 days Three of the next four days, I've got an evening holiday party, so buckle up. I know you get the idea. Over the past couple of weeks, I've started to get a handful of questions that I thought would be really helpful to share here on the podcast when it comes to the holidays and surviving the next couple of weeks. But first, we're going to run through three simple recipes you could throw on your meal plan if you're stuck trying to decide what to make for dinner during this very busy holiday season week. So let's jump into that. First recipe, coconut corn chowder. Tis the season for soup, right? Who doesn't love a soup? And what's so great about a soup is not only is it comforting and fairly easy when it comes to cleanup because you're doing everything in one pot, but I love making a double batch and storing that in my freezer for an extra busy night. I feel like soup is one of those recipes that is the easiest to double up and save for a a future dinner. And this coconut corn chowder is no exception. I really like this recipe because it actually uses no heavy cream, just coconut cream in there. But the coconut flavor is very mild. In fact, if anything else, it it's almost got like a um, Mexican twist a bit. There's a teeny bit of cumin in this recipe. But what I love about it is it's just full of flavor. It's so yummy. While it's a super chowder, it's not one of those... Some of those traditional soups that you tend to have a ton this time of year, whether it's like a a chili or something like that, or even a creamy tomato soup. I feel like a coconut corn chowder feels like you're maybe mixing things up a bit, um, but you still get the benefit of soup. So, this is a great recipe. It is a December Recipe Club recipe. I love it. I know you'll love it too. Next, okay, Indian butter chicken. This is hands down one of the most popular recipes from Recipe Club this year. People have gone crazy for this recipe. It is a skillet recipe, it comes together in merely minutes. It is a handful of ingredients, and it's awesome. I tested this recipe probably for two solid weeks where I would try garam masala and then I'd take curry powder and I went back and forth on a couple of things. And I feel so awesome where we landed on it. And I've heard from so many recipe club members that they just love this. So Indian butter chicken. I am making it because I'm kind of like celebrating some of my favorite recipe club recipes throughout the year and making those this month. The ones I know my family likes, the one The ones that I know come together in in minutes and that are crowd pleasers. And this is certainly one of those. So if you're not a member of Recipe Club, it might even be worth joining just for the month. Get in there, get this recipe. You can get right out if it's not a good fit. But this one is worth getting in there. And obviously, we hope you join and stay and enjoy all of the wonderful things that Recipe Club has to offer. Okay, the third recipe is my five ingredient orange chicken bowls. And this is a recipe that relies on an amazing shortcut ingredient. The most popular item sold at Trader Joe's is their frozen orange chicken, their mandarin orange chicken. And so I thought, why not? Let's build upon this very popular ingredient, add some fresh things to it to kind of brighten it up a bit because... If you're a Trader Joe's shopper, I'd be very surprised if you've never tried this product. It's a great orange chicken and it (laughs) comes together very quickly. So I've got a whole recipe. It includes some broccoli, some bell peppers, a couple of other shortcut ingredients. It's bright, it's tasty, huge hit for the whole family. And this is the perfect week to do that. So there you've got it. Three recipes are coconut corn chowder, the Indian butter chicken, the five ingredient orange chicken bowls. You're going to find all of those recipes in Recipe Club. And if you're looking for more of an exhaustive meal plan, I've got both weekly and monthly meal plans in Recipe Club. So you'll find these three recipes exactly on my meal plan for the week because the meal plan I put out is the meal plan I execute at home. Or you can build your own weekly meal plan by letting the ingredients you already have on hand in your pantry, fridge, and freezer determine what you'll make that week. And we've got tons of recipes in there. So, all right, let's jump into the back half of the podcast and discuss your holiday questions when it comes to food, cooking, and your kitchen. All right, the first question I received a couple of times is about drinks during the holidays. So a couple of you have messaged me saying, my family doesn't drink or I don't drink, but I want to do some sort of fun and festive drink for Christmas or my holiday party this year. Any ideas for easy mocktails? And I also don't drink. So this is a perfect question for me because I um, I actually don't love the term mocktail because I think it kind of implies that it's something that's lesser than. I just think it's a different way of doing a cocktail without alcohol, right? Like we can make some really delicious drinks. So we're going to jump around here a couple of different ideas. First of all, a a drink that we make every Thanksgiving, it's a family tradition. And we're going to say this is on the lowest of the totem pole when it comes to class value. Meaning (laughs) this is going to use some sugary drinks to make one really good sugary drink. Um... We call it slush. We call it slush and it is so yummy. What you do is you take cranberry juice and fresh pineapple juice. And if you're familiar with my holiday recipes, you know that one of my most popular is my cranberry salad, which comes from my family many years. It was my mother's eighth grade home economics cookbook. And in part of that recipe, you sweeten cranberries for a couple of hours in the fridge or overnight. And then you drain or you strain those cranberries so that there's not too much liquid. So I usually take that liquid from the cranberries, which is going to be kind of sugared cranberry juice. Like it's, it's so yummy. It's so yummy. And I take that, I mix it with fresh pineapple juice and then I freeze that. It's like a one to one ratio. And then I freeze that in an ice cube trays and then As we're getting ready to serve, we almost always do this with Thanksgiving and usually Christmas, I will pop out the cran pineapple ice cube trays into the glasses, um, or I usually give that job to Ollie, and then we pour ginger ale over the top, and um, you kind of take a fork and you just mash it up and it gets nice and slushy and delicious, and it is so, 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 so yummy. So if you've got kids or or people who are, I mean, there's nothing not fancy about that, but that is a classic drink in my family, slush. One-to-one ratio of cranberry juice to pineapple juice, ginger ale. So yummy. All right, let's talk about some others. I feel like it's, if you've never done mocktails at home, um, a mock mojito is a great place to start. And Now, mojito, mojito typically has a flavor profile of, Citrus like lime and either seltzer or um, some people would do like a a something sweet or like a sprite or seven up or something like that and fresh mint. Um, That I think is always always a good idea. I think it translates throughout the entire year. It's a great summer drink. But if you are gonna do like a mock mojito during the holidays add some pomegranate seeds on top. I think that's just a really nice holiday touch. And if you add like a fresh sprig of mint with some pomegranate seeds, you get that red-green situation going on, and it's a really pretty holiday drink. So, I mean, you can, depending on how serious you want to get, you know, you can you can muddle stuff, like you can, you can really get into it. But a mojito is a very simple flavor profile that's liked by many. And that's a great place to start. Now let's kind of go somewhere. Let's go from refreshing to something more warming, um, hot ginger cider. So this is something I've done before that I really love. I will take apple cider, um, and add a ginger tea bag to it and just let it steep. So what I mean by that is I'll take apple cider and warm it over the stove and add in a ginger tea bag, like an herbal tea ginger tea bag, or two, depending on how much cider I'm warming. And that gives it just, what it does is it kind of just counterbalances the sweetness just a bit. And I find that I love it. I love it so, so much. So if you're hosting people over, you could even do this like in a crock pot, or a slow cooker. Um, You could say, oh, I've got some hot ginger cider going. Would you like some? And you could have a cinnamon stick to kind of swirl in there. That would be delicious. Um, You could also do something more like a mold cider where you, as opposed to a mold wine, where you take a combination of spices. Um, But if you're looking for something quick and easy, just adding a ginger tea bag to some warmed cider is a, is a nice, easy way to do that. Um, my son, this is so funny. I put on your vanilla bean steamer because um, my fifth grade son, my son who's in fifth grade, Ollie, they have this tradition. Our elementary school is situated kind of like by a town area. And on Fridays, all the fifth graders walk to town and it's very exciting. It's like this teeny tiny taste of independence. And there's a Starbucks and once a week. He gets a vanilla bean steamer, and I think it is his first experience of feeling like he is a grown adult. It's very cute, but vanilla bean steamers, super easy to do at home with, um, especially if you utilize vanilla bean paste and vanilla bean paste is one of my favorite ingredients to have on hand to really kind of amplify something simple, whether it's fresh whipped cream or basic sugar cookies. Um, the, the cost of vanilla beans has gone up so much in the past couple of years, but Trader Joe's still sells a vanilla bean paste for a really good price under $10. And if you wanted to do vanilla bean steamers at home, you could warm whole milk um with a little bit of that vanilla bean paste and do uh like use a frother and really get some body in there with a teeny bit of sugar so that it's a little bit more sweet than traditional milk and that would be absolutely delicious and really fun. So vanilla bean steamer. I know my Ollie would vote for that. And then finally um we're gonna end on a refreshing note. A pomegranate blackberry spritzer. So there was a time when I was living in New York City where Mocktails were really having a moment. This probably, I don't know, maybe 2012 is when this was, 2010. And we would go to these restaurants and um, the sipping vinegars become, became very popular and they were on lots of different menus. And I was into it. A sipping vinegar is so cool. It's usually an added, like it's added to a drink, like a seltzer base, um, or sometimes it's, it's kind of sipped. And taken in small amounts, but sometimes these sipping vinegars are called shrubs, but you don't need to worry about that. It's basically just um, taking some fresh berries or whatever, some sugar and some vinegar, mashing that all together and letting it sit for a couple of days in the fridge. Um, So I will do that, and then I will usually... um, I love this idea of using herbal teas in mocktails, and so I would take like either a berry tea bag or a pomegranate tea bag, something red, um, and maybe some fresh ginger and steep that and then cool it and then pour the tea um, over ice. Add a little bit of lemon juice, some seltzer water, and then finish with about two tablespoons of that blackberry sipping vinegar. It may sound a little crazy, but if you want to go nuts, this is a great place to go. If you search Kelsey Nixon mocktail, there's going to be a recipe that pops up for this blackberry ginger spritzer. And it's a great recipe if you really want to go out and make a fun mocktail for the holidays. So hopefully those are a couple of easy ideas. From something as simple and basic as slush to this delicious blackberry ginger spritzer. Um, Very, very good. And obviously, I'm going to finish with pomegranate seeds on that mock mojito, the spritzer, and that'll just be very beautiful. All right. Let's get to our next question. I've heard from a couple of you that you are not the biggest fans of baking during the holidays. Um, And one person in particular was like, but I've been assigned to bring the dessert to my family holiday party any fun, really easy holiday dessert ideas. This person was saying that they come from a food family and she felt a lot of pressure to bring something impressive, Um, but she just didn't have the capacity and, and didn't want to do that. She wanted something simple. So here are a couple of ideas of things I have done to keep things simple when it comes to dessert and the holidays. I love peppermint ice cream during the holidays, so I think that's a great thing to build off of. Rather than feeling the pressure to make an entire baked good, whether that be a cake or some cookies or an elaborate dessert like a baklava or something like that, you could just make a hot fudge sauce. And if you did like a peppermint ice cream with hot fudge sauce, that would be delicious. You could also um, do like even a really simple brownie to go with that even if it's a box brownie a box brownie with a scoop of peppermint ice cream and homemade hot fudge sauce delicious no one's going to complain about that so that's the first place I went because I've definitely done that before my second suggestion is if you really maybe it's not even that you don't want to but you just don't have the time pick something up from a local bakery I any chance we get to support a small business during the holidays, I am a fan of. And so if you could pick up a a pie from a local pie shop or cookies from, you know, a local cookie shop, whatever it may be, um, picking up a dessert I think is a great idea. If you can, avoid just going to your standard big box grocery store and go somewhere where you get the opportunity to support a small business. And then it's also a great talking point because if you show up with your pie from mother moo that's an example of a bakery in my town Um, and they're known for pies and ice cream and if i brought a mother moo pie it gives me an opportunity to tell everybody there oh this pie's from mother moo love supporting them their shop is so cute and it gives you an opportunity to let everybody there know that they exist and hopefully to go in and support them so there's no shame in supporting someone small um, to to bring something sweet And then the last thing I want to recommend is I actually just recommended this to a friend. Um, Doing like a decadent hot chocolate can be really fun for dessert. And I did a live a couple of weeks ago on Instagram where I was sharing a hot chocolate hack. You just take really good chocolate milk. Like I'm talking real good. In fact, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast episode. You just warm up chocolate milk. And that becomes your hot chocolate. So you forget about the powder and the water down, whatever it is. And you just take good chocolate milk. You warm that up. And then I love serving hot chocolate with biscotti, which is like more of a um, crispy cookie that you can dip in. And as you dip it in the hot chocolate, it kind of softens just a bit. And ooh, that's so yummy. That's another fun, fun thing that really takes no baking expertise whatsoever. Obviously, you're just going to pick up the biscotti. You could make it from scratch, but don't worry about it. Just pick it up. Even if you pick it up at Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's has some really good biscotti options this time of year. All right. The third question was someone asking about a tradition for Christmas Eve dinner. This is someone who said that They grew up with a tradition of prime rib on Christmas Eve, but they've got a bunch of little kids and they live far away from family. So she wanted an idea she could replicate for her kids year after year. And I was like, I have an idea for you. I know exactly what you should do because we've started doing this um, and we call them reindeer ribs. So this idea first came from my friend Melissa. And the idea is that you make ribs on Christmas Eve and everybody eats their ribs and you take the bones after you've eaten all that delicious meat off the bones and you save the bones for the reindeers. And just before you go to bed, you scatter the bones in the front yard and, um, the reindeer come and they have their reindeer ribs. So they're gone in the morning. It's kind of a fun tradition. And, um, I love it because I always look forward to ribs and it's usually something we have in the summer more often. So by the time Christmas comes around, I'm ready for a rib meal. We'll do ribs and mashed potatoes and rolls. And it's been really fun. So consider that as being a, an easy Christmas Eve dinner tradition to take on. Um, it's been really special for my family. And I look forward to continuing that through their childhood. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Before we go, let's take a moment to celebrate our real life recipe success of the week. Guys, this is so cool. Okay. Cassie F. recently wrote to me in an Instagram DM. This is so cool. Hey, Kelsey, I just wanted you to know I've made it my personal goal. To cook every single recipe club recipe by the end of the year. Which means, including the December ones, she has 12 new recipes to cook this month and she's so ready. She says inflation has made groceries a tad difficult, but she's making it her own Christmas gift to get through all 12. That includes the original five I sent her in December of last year. I... I am so excited. She says, I'll have to send you an update if and when I finish. So, Cassie, we are cheering you on. I am so impressed. It's like the movie Julie and Julia. I cannot believe it. There's been over 60 recipes shared, and she's cooked them all. It's amazing. And I just want to give her a massive virtual high five saying, You go, girl. I believe in you. You're going to get through all of those recipes. So, so awesome. So nice of her to send me that message. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. And until next time, I'm Kelsey. We'll see you next week.